Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Long Island, New York, the best wrestling podcast in the world, Joseph Crush, Nikki Noodles, Bad News Canali, and Nick Jersey, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 21 of the Wrestling Journal podcast brought to you by WrestleBuzz at WrestleBuzz on Instagram at WrestleBuzz with three Z's on Twitter. Your daily, or I'm sorry, your weekly dose of Saturday morning wrestling is here. If you listen on Saturdays, if you don't, then whatever other day that we listen to on. It is I, Joseph Crush, here with uh, the good old crew. Freshly squeezed, Nikki Noodles. What's going on? Joseph, what's up? Hey, boys. Howdy. What's going on? NJ3, what's cooking? It's a beautiful fall morning, and it's very nice. It's very brisk this morning. Very nice. Oh, very brisk. And a good old Bad News Canale. How's it going, buddy? Yowie, wowie. What's up, boys? Oh, <laughs> that was good, Tommy. Right. I like that, Tommy. <laughs> a little spunk to the morning. <laughs> do you love fantasy sports and professional wrestling? Of course you do. So join Paper Champion. It's free to play, win real prizes, gifts, trophies, and more. Signups for Season 5 are currently underway. Do you have what it takes to be the next paper champion? If so, contact us at kfabecup at gmail.com. Once again, that is kfabecup at gmail.com. Paper champion. Fantasy wrestling done right. Um... Another eventful week of professional wrestling. Uh, we'll get it out of the way. Start off with our reaction to All Out. Very controversial pay-per-view, uh, might I add. Let's just go with uh, – let's start off hot. Nikki Noodles. What do you Why thoughts? you got to come this way? <laughs> oh, my. Uh, you want to start the show off with a bang, I guess. Yeah, yeah, uh, I guess. That's fine. But another very subpar, underwhelming, mm. pitiful performance by all elite wrestling, quote-unquote. Did not like it very much at all. Very few bright spots, if any, uh, for the exception of the main event, I would say. And, uh, yeah, your standard AEW product of, of late. Oh, Smothered fair. with tag team, classic tam- t- tag team wrestling. All right. That's anything else you want to hear just straight to the point? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I okay. mean, the only, th- the only thing I really enjoyed was, was Moxman MJF. I thought that was, that was pretty well done. Um, it's a good uh, segue to what, what the future holds for both of them. And um, everything else uh, didn't lose sleep over. Okay. I, did, I don't uh, – I, th- I mean, it was average, I'd say. I wouldn't say subpar, but I'd say average. It was subpar. Okay. Um, I, don't I, let him bully you. If you feel a different way, you just agree that you stand by what you feel. I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to follow up. Um, I think the main event was the better of the matches of the night. I thought – Entertaining, like the tag team match, the tag team championship match was really good. Uh, shout out to FDR. Also, shout out to Wardlow. I don't know what's gonna happen yes. with him, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, and then the whole Matt Hardy situation is definitely a questionable call on there, and it's a lot of controversy bringing from that. Uh, NJ3, just thoughts on uh, all out. I mean, speaking of the Matt Hardy thing, that was tough. I mean, you had Tony Schiavone go on twice saying that doctors cleared him, clearly, he was banged up. 
and then they have that Matt Hardy agreed to keep going and then but how do, what does he know? He's concussed. Yeah. Um, that whole angle was tough. I mean, you know, I can you can try to appreciate Sammy Guevara doing the best that he can in literally a zero win situation. Um, he tried taking the camera off Hardy so they can kind of check him out, talk to him for a minute off camera. You know, the match itself, of course, did not go according to plan. Um, it was a train wreck, but, you know, unfortunately things happen. Yeah, it was, uh, it was scary, man. I, I, yeah, it was very scary. I mean, the, the show itself as a whole, I know there's like a lot of some people were all in and some people were all out. But um, for me, I thought it was okay. It had, it had some moments, but I thought the show overall was, you know, I, I didn't feel anything like after I finished watching it. There was a couple of moments I enjoyed, like the Moxley-MJF match, of course. Yeah. The tag title match was good. They let them go for a while, so it was a good match. I did enjoy that. Um but you know, that was it, it was kind of it. The sheet at, sheet at Thunder Rosa match was okay. But and I, I just I, I hate to say it, but the freshly squeezed uh, Jericho match mm. it's terrible. Terrible. It just they're 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 better than that. And I don't blame them. I just blame the match itself. I don't think the match was a good idea because you, you couldn't end that, that. That was one of the hottest feuds in wrestling, and to end it that way was 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 very underwhelming. Yeah, that was tough. I, I really don't have. I try to spin things in a decent manner. Sometimes I, I got nothing. A lot of uh, people, and we'll get to you, Tom, in two seconds. A lot of people saying, and I don't, I'll maybe not agree with this, but Orange Cassidy's been given two shots with Chris Jericho, one of the greatest of all time, and like both very underwhelming matches. I don't know whose fault it is. And did we talk about this last week? Orange Cassidy's 36 years old. Did anyone know that? It's fucking crazy. He's, he's, he's a vet, bro. He's been in the game a long time Jesus, on that scene. I didn't know that. Wow. wow. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, and I, I thought he was like the future of AEW. That's what yeah. I thought. But now he's like he's going to retire. He still like, can be. I mean, no, yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't think I don't think the gimmick has <clears throat> has the staying power for for a very long extended career run. Um, but I mean, at thirty six, he could still go another. You know, obviously he's in good shape, but another six to ten years. That's a long run in wrestling at, at yeah. the top of the mountain. You know what I mean? I mean, look at when you really analyze the Rock and Austin's career at their pinnacles. It was pretty pretty low, pretty small. No, I agree. Um, but still, I mean, you'd think with two shots with Chris Jericho, I mean, both I, to me, both matches were very – they weren't as good as I thought they would be, especially with the, the build-up. The build-up yeah. is better than the matches, and that's not always the, yeah. the, the best thing. Uh, bad news. Thoughts on All Out and everything? Yeah, it was, everyone's saying, you know, kind of so-so. I felt the best matches were the title matches, like the MGF, Moxley was good. I, I enjoyed the women's match. You know, I really enjoyed that. But in the tag team match, I'm just happy they let them go long. And I'm kind of happy with the result. It looks like Kenny might be going back to the cleaner, you know, persona yeah. now. So, but like you said, the freaking Hardy match, that was just brutal to watch. I mean, I mean, how much – I mean, how many more times does Hardy have left, to, you know, for another bad bump like that? You know what I mean? The guy, the guy's definitely up there. So, I do a better job of protecting him. And um, the whole – and the – the Jericho Cassidy match was just, you know, I think one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. That's saying a lot in professional wrestling. So, you know, so so. Also, I was I listened back to our episode this this past week in our on our predictions, and um, um, Dark Order losing both matches was my call. That was and they that was crazy. Both. So, uh, I want to, you know, you guys to eat your humble pie, talking shit after I uh, took my picks. Um, hey, listen, good job. Yeah, good okay. job. Good job. Uh, should be a writer. Um. Lance Archer won the Casino Battle Royale, so he'll get the next. It looks like the next shot or a future shot with uh, Moxley. I guess it should be interesting with that. I'm not sure 
how high I am at Lance Archer, but I guess with uh, Jake the Snake, you can't really – well, hopefully you can't screw that up. So we'll see what yeah. happens with that. But, yeah, overall, all out, um, definitely questionable pay-per-view. I mean, they're not all going to be great, right? So um, I guess we'll talk about AEW uh, Dynamite in a few minutes, and that clearly did better than the pay-per-view. So. Well, it wasn't better than WrestleMania, that's for sure. No, nah, it wasn't. Yeah, no. And we know we know that from last week's pipe bomb. Check that out. Yeah. Uh, just a quick follow up on the whole uh, WWE uh, third party social media Twitch thing. Um, apparently, Vince came out with a statement. Uh, well, we got to see the statement that Vince sent out to the uh, the uh, the inter- independent contractors as they, as they want to call them, and also a, a follow up with that. Apparently, they we'll still be able to use these things unless as long as they don't use their like working names did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I don't have to really talk about it too much. Um, I, does that still change your mind on like the whole scenario? Is it still kind of messed up? NJ three, are you like, happy? is that like better, I guess? Then, um, so just clarify for me, they can do what they were doing, just not under the persona as who their character is. Yeah. I want to yeah. say like if Paige does hers, Twitch, she can't be Paige. And at least that's what I'm taking. Just be Soraya, right? Soraya I think that, I think that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, my, but my question is for AJ, isn't it like? Oh, his name. He has to be on like Alan now. It's. I mean, yeah. it's question. I don't know. What if like someone used their? What if John Cena had a Twitch? That's his real name. It's like, what do you do? I think uh, Vince. Would, I think Vince would look past that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I don't know. Uh, no, I'm just giving so, the example. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Not John Cena, but like if it yeah. was like. Uh, right, what are you going to do if your name is actually who your character is? I yeah, get it. Yeah. I get it. Um, I'm happy that at least he tried to meet them in the middle somewhere, right? At the end of the day, you know, we've gone to how many autograph signings in hotels, how many, you know, how many of these events where you see some of these wrestlers of the past just are trying to get some income. And during their time at that time, there wasn't social media like there is today. So their income came physically having to be places, conducting autograph signings and interviews and things like that, where, you know, nowadays it's nice that you kind of have this platform and it's tough that they, you want to take that away. And Vince is firing people. And I understand that the pandemic is a, is a big factor in this, but you have people that you may not be using day to day or week to week. And they have another stream of income that they're making under the WWE umbrella because of their, their character they built, whether it was all them, the company, both. I, I didn't think it was the right thing to take away from them. I'm happy that there's at least a middle ground that they can kind of keep continuing. Yeah. And if it's just the only caveat is they can't use their persona, their ring persona, then I think they can figure that out. Yeah, I think, especially if they've built, already built an audience. Um, and for the most part, a lot of fans know their real names. I mean, I'd say for the most part, maybe not the kids, but they could figure it out. Um, on top of that, what do, you, what do you mean their real names? What does that mean? Like their real names? They're not. <laughs> they're not the characters that they say they are. On t- are you? Did you just ruin Christmas? You're telling me Santa's not real? Hey, hey, hey! He oh, that's he a tough one. Yeah. Okay. You never know who's listening. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, Santa. Bray White is name Bray White. What? <laughs> on top of that, uh, you mentioned people got fired uh, officially. Uh, Jerry Briscoe and. Uh, what's Mike Rotundo, right? Is this yeah. IRS yeah. got uh, right. actually released after being furloughed for the past however many months? Um, on top of that, we read that 70 other employees, uh, when it comes to like, uh, tr- was it travel and um, production setup? Was that 
what I read correctly, I feel like it was like along the lines of things that had to do with like COVID, like kind of screwing everything up. Yeah. Um, just bad news. I guess it's kind of bad news. You could kind of hit on that, but uh, what are your thoughts on like just all these firings and everything? I mean, you guys think it's kind of expected, unfortunately, you know, yeah. I mean, obviously they're not back on the road, you know, as quickly as they thought they were going to be and everything, but it just sucks. I mean, Briscoe was there for what, almost 40 years. IRS was there, I think, about the same time. It just and these are these were Vince's guys too, which is kind of crazy, you know. Yeah. And just it just sucks. I mean, this this whole COVID thing is screwing everything up as it's been for the last, I guess, half year now, whatever. So I mean, who knows? Maybe eventually they could come back in some different role or whatever. But yeah, just, it sucks for them. Wish them be- nothing but the best. No, absolutely. Noodles, you would think this is like a normal thing with a big company. I think a lot of companies are going through stuff like this where the, I mean, granted it's not the center of the pandemic anymore, but uh, it's still going on. So you'd think firings and layoffs like this would happen again. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, uh, they're not immune to it. Like, you know, I, mean, I feel like every major company has had some type of cutbacks, yeah. whether, whether it's through personnel or other different, uh, you know, streams of, um, you know, ink, uh, sources that they use, whether it's, you know, even like just simple as, you know, buying certain products or this, I mean, I think everyone's cutting back in any way possible, you know, um, it's unfortunate. It's just the nature of the beast of, you know, what's going on in the world right now. And, you know, no disrespect to Briscoe and IRS, but, you know, those guys have been there for a very long period of time, you know, mm-hmm. the guy's 73 years old. Like I understand. Um, but like that would, to me would make more sense, you know, a guy that can go retire and kind of live his life, but still be a part of it in a small capacity, maybe just taking a pay cut. I know it's not easy to do, but it's at least understandable when you go that route. I think it hurts more when you see the younger people getting, you know, taking the brunt of it, you know? Yeah, I understand. I agree. Um, yeah, and I'm assuming the guys that they laid off or released when it comes to, like, production and stuff like that and all the things behind the scenes that we don't know, that like, their personal names, I'm sure they'll be looked at once everything gets back to normal. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Monday Night Raw. Pretty, uh, pretty good. Pretty good. I thought. Well, maybe a little better than last week's. Um, one, one big thing that stuck out to me: uh, Cedric Alexander joins joining the Hurt Business. Um, in that eight-man tag that they had after that, Ivar got hurt. I'm not sure how long he's out for. Uh, bad news. What are your thoughts on uh, Cedric joining the Hurt Business? Absolutely love it, man. Best yeah. thing that could have happened for him. I mean, he was just, you know, he was basically going nowhere with, you know ricochet and um apollo so no it's good they got another member in there and so far he's been pretty good as a heel i mean he's only you know he's only a heel for what half a show or whatever so <laughs> been pretty good so far but no, he, oh, he's, wow i gotta give you credit man you, you have very very low bar just half a show he won you over hey he did. that's I mean, great look at him i mean look at him i mean it was great i, look, I, I saw he was him. cocky he was arrogant he was perfect for the hurt business so yeah. happy to see that and hopefully it's you know it keeps going forward for him Noodles thoughts on Cedric. Jonathan. Yeah, no, it was great for him. It, def- it definitely gives him some direction, you know, that's what, um, which is most important for him. You know, kind of got a little stale, what, you know, what he was doing there really wasn't anything really happening for him. So now he has an yeah. opportunity to, to join the group and, uh, you know, hopefully he gets a little push out of it, you know, where you can see some of his skill sets because he could definitely wrestle. There's no question about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think the promo we cut was, uh, it was short and sweet, but it, it's more than we've ever heard from him, I feel. I've never exactly, heard him. Yeah. Just, just got to keep building on that, you know. Yeah. I like how they uh they all have the same gear and like shirts like the, I, I was talking to Tom the other day about it how they gave like I like the shirt they gave him it's kind of like not NWOS but it kind of has like that feeling like you get you earn the shirt when you join the crew uh, Jersey thoughts on that 
Well said, Joe. I got to say, I was going to actually going to hit on that, but you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, I thought it was great, to be honest. I mean, week to week, it was, you know, well, I'm a good guy. We're going to fight the bad guys. And, you know what I mean? Like his tag team with Ricochet, even though they're talented as anything, I just feel like there wasn't – they. A, they didn't just they didn't give him enough to be able to showcase more, right? They they were the high flyers, but they they would lose. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of good to see a talent like him get recognized. And let's let's be honest, you know, MVP taking Bobby Lashley under his wing. You know, look at the resurgence. Shelton Benjamin, he's relevant again. Yeah. Cedric, let's hope the same thing for him too because he's a really good young talent, and this could be the best thing he's done since the initial cruiserweight classic back. God, how many years ago that was. Remember when yeah. they were saying you're chanting sign Cedric, that was what the peak of his thing that, and arguably the two Oh five run that he had this, we need something else. So I'm happy to see this. Yeah. I think it's definitely the best possible scenario. I think we, even like for any of those guys, they need, I mean, right now it's good for Apollo and Ricochet to have like some sort of like heated rivalry with them. But I always thought for a while that Apollo needed like a heel turn to get his like character over. Uh, granted he didn't need that. I think he just needed a title run and he got the U S title run. It actually made me want to invest more in him. So um, whatever they're doing is with that whole scenario is working and MVP is a big component of that. So, um, and obviously i like their new music by the way did you notice yes. the, new, the new music yeah. i didn't notice I like it that. so i have to check it out yeah, me too. <laughs> oh it's yeah. good it, it, it was good yeah, it's pretty good yeah is it like nation of domination-esque or no it's just like it's almost good. like bad oh, joke okay. really bad joke uh, all right, well, <laughs> right. I, I, i'm sorry yeah. I, I, um, I took that bait and ran with it <laughs> shout out to Ivar. hope he gets better soon not sure yes. does anyone know his injury i'm not even i don't even know what it is sir what's a cervical injury does anyone because that's what i read somewhere I think it's his leg. I'm gonna defer. I'm gonna defer to you guys. Yeah. Noodles. I think it's the leg. I thought it was his. I thought they said it was his arm, like his shoulder. Is it his like, arm? Maybe, maybe. Right. Cervical. What? Like I mean, this doesn't seem like something to do with the back, like spinal yeah. column, possibly. Maybe, maybe a back injury. Back. Could very possible. Yeah, I mean, 350 pound dudes. He's uh, a big should, dude. Shouldn't be doing big suicide dude. dives, man. I don't care. Oh, he can do whatever he wants. That guy's. Yeah. That guy is. Well, nimble. clearly he can't, Jers, because he's yeah. now he's out oh. for fucking. All hours. right, one one mistake he makes. One mistake. Kidding. What did they used to call him? Three hundred five live. I love that. Three hundred five <laughs> live. Uh, so hopefully That's he gets better really soon. Good. <laughs> yeah, and uh, with tag teams, hopefully they learn from AOP. Like keep Eric around and like have him work still. Don't just like yeah. just because Ivar's gone. Don't let Eric not work anymore. He needs to be like. I don't know. I just hope they don't raw miss. underground. Yeah, that's probably where he's gonna be. Jeez, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Iconics had their first uh, singles match against each other, and singles match, I guess, separated. Um, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm not too keen on this whole situation. And now there's rumors going around. Apparently, Billy Kay's gonna leave soon. I have no idea if that's true. Just shit that you see on the internet. So I don't know what's gonna happen with that. <sighs> Uh, Nikki Noodles, just thoughts on uh, the iconic situation currently. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I think the split will do uh, more damage than good, um, mm-hmm. preferably, because I, I, I think they both have some decent talent as wrestlers. I mean, they're both great looking, obviously. Um, but their biggest uh, skill set is their uh, personalities. You know what I mean? They're really good on the mic. They're great together. Um, I just don't see a very high ceiling for them as individual talents, as far as, you know, being a championship contender and you know, I think I don't not think you're maximizing both of their skill sets to the best of their abilities by sending them out in singles runs to be like more like squashers, in my opinion. So uh, I hope it's a short lived thing and maybe they do reunite. Um, but it doesn't. I mean, if, if those rumors are true and B- Billy Kay is clearly unhappy about the split, you know, because I think they both realize, you know, the ceiling of what they're both capable of doing. Yeah. Um, and it, some people always say they're better together. So I think 90 I 
haven't read anything about anyone agreeing with the split. So I don't know. I mean, obviously you want them to get like singles runs and stuff like that. But like, like we said last week, I don't want to talk about too much again, but they could do that still as a tag team. They don't need to be separated in order to do that. For sure. Very generic theme music too, for both of them. Didn't like, it just didn't, wasn't a good feel to me. It didn't feel special. Like if that was, so they were trying to make it feel. No, there's no believability for either one of them yeah. as, as a singles competitor, right? I mean, you ever see either one of them having a chance to beat uh, a real Ripley down the line or Charlotte Flair or Sasha or Bailey. It's just not, to me, it's just not in the cards. And that's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, NJ, three quick thoughts on this whole scenario. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. They were, you know, we were saying last week, and we wanted to harp on it too much again. Now is that they have a very depleted tag tag division in in the WWE when it comes to the women, and they have a lot more thrown together teams, and they have natural teams, and this was a natural team, and it just made didn't I didn't see as all the writing on the wall that they could have split them up. Um, why not see that story through a little bit more? Why don't they get another shot at those titles again or something like that? But you know, you guys said it before the. The, the theme music, the presentation, putting the looks aside, it just, it didn't feel big or special. Like, oh my God, like, you know, if like you saw like Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross when they, when they split, oh, I'm trying to give an example, but we'll say yeah. Alexa and Nikki, right? Mm-hmm. They split, they both can like hold their own individually too. Like it, it feels special, like Alexa going on her own and Nikki, you know what I mean? Just, just give me like an example. For them kind of going on their own, I just, I didn't feel it yet either. Now it could, it could be too soon, right? Sure. It could be too soon. Um, I don't think them being both on the same show is probably the best thing. I think that one needs to go to another show, whether that be NXT or SmackDown. Um, give a little different presentation, give them some different girls to work with and kind of maybe work on the crap because being a single star is very different than being a tag title. I mean, a tag star. So Yeah. Nah, I agree. Uh, bad news. Yeah, I mean, not a fan of it, but I would say this. I wouldn't mind it as much if maybe, like, they, would have, they were having, like, issues, you know, in the tag team. Like, one week, you know, something happened where they were, you know, you know, having, like I said, issues and stuff. And then eventually, like, it just boils over and one attacks the other and breaks up, like, that kind of thing. Yeah. But for the for the way they did it, it's like they show up on Raw. It's like, oh, if they lose this match, they're done as a tag team. I mean, it was just stupid. Yeah. Okay? I didn't like that. And like we said, it was probably one of the best tag teams they've had on the main roster in a long time for the women. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully things go well for them as single competitors, but I doubt it, so... Who knows? <laughs> Don't tell them that personally. Um, yeah, just yeah. No, uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think it's just a crappy situation, and it's not – I'd hopefully they realize that soon enough and they just f- find their way back together at some point. I don't know. Um, one thing I didn't agree with on Raw – another thing, actually, I didn't agree with that either. Um, Keith Lee versus Randy Orton again. And uh, I know we said Keith Lee versus Orton is good for his buildup, but it's just like the fourth time we've seen it already. And I think it's more – they're using it more or less to build Orton and Drew than worry about Keith Lee's build. That's just my pure opinion at this point. Uh, so many times is just, I think, a little overboard for me. Um, just NJ3, what do you think? I don't know. what I just I think it's too much in my eyes. How many times are you going to run back the same match? Yeah. Right? We say it all the time. You have talent in that locker room that is not being used week to week, right? We've had the same five or six rotating storylines of characters for the last – eight months um yes the, the, it felt very special the first and second time it will lose its luster it lost its luster the third time and i'm sure they'll do it again at some later point you know in probably the near future um it's not necessary man like it was nice to see him against Dolph ziggler that one match yeah because it was like hey yeah. cool look at that someone else to work with right and the match was a good match. Dolph can work. Keith can work. Yeah. So why can't we just continue to kind of go down that path a little bit? You know? 
Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think it's solely for the progression of another storyline, which is never – I don't like that at all. I don't agree with that. Um, oh. granted, now he's fighting are, Drew. He's going to yeah, fight Drew on Monday night. Yeah, Raw so in your face? What, the, what is that? Raw yeah, in your face. Yeah. Oh. But that's face. what they're calling it? That's yeah. what they're calling it, yeah, in your face. Wow. It's like, hey, excuse me, COVID, yeah. give me some distance, please. Yeah, right? Right. Don't get out of my face. Six so feet. put a mask on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, they were, like, they're naming the Raw episode of the match that. No. no they're promoting Raw, yeah. Raw in your face. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's not a – Terrible. I don't know. It's horrible. Uh, Tom, just thoughts on Keith Lee again with Orton. Yeah, no, it's a little much. You know, it was the third or fourth time, and – like I said, it's possibly set up another story between, well, I guess Orton and Drew, but it's just, you know, I mean, who knows? Maybe Keith Lee at the match at uh, Clash of Champions, maybe he gets involved. Maybe that's why they're doing it. Who knows? But I mean, just I hope so. Like, yeah, it just, it's too much at this point. I mean, there's so many more guys in the back, like we said. I mean, you want to showcase him as the next big star. He's got to face other people, not just Randy Orton. So, yeah, and I think, like, I thought maybe from the beginning how Drew was kind of like, in a, he, well, the first match, I think Keith versus Randy, Drew got involved, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And now he got involved again, so maybe like yeah. Keith, Keith got pissed off and mm-hmm. is finally fed up and like stopped rooting. My, I don't know. Maybe they're involved. Keith will be in his face come Monday Night Raw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll be in your face. Uh, <laughs> Noodles, thing. what do you think about this? Yeah, no, they're definitely overdoing it. And you know, the more you keep running back the same match on over again, you start to hurt both both guys. You know what I mean? Lee uh, went over him at the pay per view which is huge for him, right? It solidified his, his main event stature and put him in a good position. But now that you're getting him involved in disqualification matches and he's kind of like the whipping boy for Orton to get involved with Drew again, they got to, you know, kind of stop it. They got to give Lee something else to do unless the plan is to have, you know, Lee go after McIntyre at some point after this. Um, but it just doesn't make any sense to just keep running the same thing over and over and over again. You get stale real fast and it does more damage than good. I agree. I just, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't see any logic behind the whole. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of you, you kind of brought Lee in to be the next big guy, and now like you know he's been at the brunt of two disqualifications. You know what I mean? After a huge win in the middle, and like that win to me was only to like have you overlook all the other nonsense that goes around it. Oh, he got a big win over Orton, which is huge. Yeah. But now you're just kind of throwing it away every time you have him be the guy down on the mat, and then Drew has to come in and save his ass. I don't know. You're right. And they uh, we talked about it in the group chat. They just rehired. Uh, the guy, Josiah Williams, who's a big hip-hop guy, and Keith Lee reached out to him, asking him to make a new theme for him. So hopefully that works out for Oh. Him. Look at that. Really? Yeah. Look at that. Like that garbage theme music, like <laughs> we said a couple of weeks ago, they rolled out with him isn't good, and they should have just left him with his original theme music. I don't know. That made you happy, right, Jers? Yep, it does. Did it for you. God, now, it's so um, bad. So fucking bad. <laughs> so bad. I just bad. can't. I just every fucking week, this guy, man. <laughs> he always does something stupid. It just gets me crazy. I don't understand. Like, can't you just sit back and collect the check? Son of a bitch. I tell you, man, put that guy down. <laughs> oh, my, my word. My word. <laughs> um, although they aren't on the same Wednesday night currently, uh, we now have a new segment. For the Wednesday Night Wonder Boy, NJ3, presenting us here with both NXT and AEW. Sir, take it away. Boys, it's that time of the show where I take over, all right? And I can promise you I went all out for this segment, and it will be dynamite. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) I figured you'd like a little pun. We're going to start with AEW this week, all right? We had a debut, one that I didn't see coming, and I don't think you guys saw it coming. Um, Formerly released talent of WWE 
I mean, he might have had a no complete cause, which is probably why he didn't show up sooner somewhere else. But um, Miro, the best man. And if you don't know who that is, follow me known as Rusev. If you don't know who that is, follow me known as Alexander Rusev. And if you don't know who that guy is, you can call him Alex. So, <laughs> boys, I don't know how you feel about this debut of the best man, but uh, I'm happy to see Miro back on wrestling. And um, I'm happy because I, I thought he – deserve more and he deserved better than what he was getting i'm happy to see the guy kind of do his thing he has a he's talented in the ring he's got a good comedic side i definitely enjoyed his run um i hated the last segment of of lana marrying bobby lashley that was just absolutely terrible but garbage good job um but boys what are we thinking noodles our boy i'm a big fan of miro day I'll tell you that right now. Um, it was great to see him back. Um, he got a good, good, nice little pop too, man. People were yeah. excited for it. It's nice to see him back in wrestling. He definitely had to have had a non-compete clause because all these guys were jumping ship way earlier than that. So uh, he was definitely a big name. He's definitely made a good name for himself on the comedic level as well. And he could definitely work in the ring. We all know that. So it's great to see him back. And hopefully, uh, you know, he becomes a single star in AEW real quick because uh, they need it. I sure hope so. Bad news. Rusev, no, Miro no. day. Loved it. I mean, I felt WWE absolutely dropped the ball with the whole Rusev day thing, man. I mean, I thought they could have done so much more with that. And, I mean, I loved the promo we cut in the ring. It was just, you know, you, could, you, you know who he was talking to in that promo and everything. So, no, it was very good. And hope he does well down there. I really do. I do, too. And you know what? I'm happy that he told Vince to shove the brass ring up his ass because, to be very honest – you know, you, you want these guys to go out there and go get it, right? You want them to be original. You want them to kind of create their own character and figure it out. He did. So now what? You know what I mean? Like, that just that, that just gets me crazy. Um, Joseph, Rusev, Miro, I mean, there's a connection between you guys. So how there are we is. feeling about our, the I, best I consi- man? I consider him to be my father. Um, happy Miro Day is, is in full effect. Uh, I'm super stoked, dude. I was a huge Rusev fan. I'm excited to see what he can do in AEW, maybe get a little more uh, freedom on that end. And uh, I'm interested to see what happens with Kip Sabian. I don't know where they're going to go with that. Is he going to be the heater for him, or they just they brought him in for the announcement, and that's it. Um, I also read that he has uh, a capability of wrestling for uh, New Japan as well in his contract. Yes, so he does. Uh, I was actually going to make sure I, I hit that <clears> point, too. I'm sorry. So, yeah, which I've, is good. Yeah, it brings a lot of more – it brings more uh, possibilities and uh, for him. So, it's, it's cool. I, I'm super stoked. It got me jacked up. I'm not going to lie. It was the, I think even though FTR was cool to come over, I think this one takes the cake of me with, like, debuts for AEW at the current moment. Um, so, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what Rusev can do. Or, I should say Miro. I apologize. It's going to take a while. I mean, he's Rusev at heart. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, though. No, I think it's great, um, and I hope that his first feud will be a good feud, whether it's tagging up with Kip to kind of replace Jimmy Havoc, I guess, because, you know, maybe yeah. they, you know, he's kind of kept them, they kept him off screen because they didn't know what to do with him. Maybe he takes that role, or maybe he goes after the, you know, another another star, maybe a Matt Cordona, mm-hmm. maybe, um, you know, Scorpio Sky, I don't know. There's possibilities, but at least he's back on television where he deserves to be because he does actually have some talent, and he's a good guy, so. I'm rooting for that guy. I just want to. I just want to say something real quick, and I hope I, this may piss Noodles off because he thinks oh. I'm like, I'm, like a, I'm switching, I'm jumping ship over here. It certainly <laughs> looks like it. You're Dick Arnold over there. I just want to get a point across of how, like, we have to, at, or for WWE fans, like fanboys, right, to stop saying like, 
if Rusev jumped, like now he's going to fight, say he goes against Ambrose for the, the heavyweight championship. It's like, oh, we've seen this already in WWE. Or like him versus like Brody Lee. <clears throat> Excuse me. Him versus Brody Lee. Like we, there, I don't want to, for Rusev especially, because it's he got treated like fucking dirt in WWE. We ha- he has to be able to reinvent himself on this end. And the constant, uh, all you see on, on like the dirt sheets and like people commenting, everything is how it just recycled talent from WWE. Like he's, I think he needs to get the pro- the appropriate respect when it comes to stuff like that. So if he goes for um, any, like any matchups against like a Zach Wright or a Cardona or whoever, like they, I just hope he doesn't get like crapped on for repeating matches from WWE. I just want to get that point across, if that makes sense. I mean that's a fair point, Noodles. Do you have a rebuttal? Uh, I, I'm I don't I don't like to me I don't I don't correlate the two to be honest. Like once they're okay. gone there, it's a whole new thing. It's 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 a clean slate for sure. Um, but you know it is a little tough though. Like you know for AEW to constantly say they're different, and I don't care. They can bring over everybody from WWE, yeah. but they got to be different though. You got to you got to separate yourself. You can't run the same shit that you know. Basically, they were in WWE and now they're doing the same shit in AEW. Like what was the, what was the what's the point? Yeah. And then talk all that shit about WWE, but here you are mimicking the same crap that they that they wanted to get away from. That to me, that's the, where the problem lies. Not so much of recycling the same stuff because you can make it different. You can be uh, new and fresh with new characters, and and you can put that uh, on the back burner, in my opinion. At least and, I can. And to play devil's advocate of my own statement too, just uh, that's why. And people get when they say, "Well, look at NXT; it's all recycled Ring of Honor and all that shit." But like they, the whole what WWE does best is reinventing stars from other places. So taking guys skills and elevating them to another level. I mean, it doesn't matter where it happens, but as long as you can do it somewhere is what's important. Going against my own statement. I'm saying like, because you see right now, a lot of people, the one, the one thing they have against AEW is how they're using X WWE guys. But like, I mean, it's so, it's so early and like, I don't know. I just feel like that. I hope Bruce doesn't get that. That dream. I'm gonna call him Rusev forever. I don't care what anyone says. WWE's WWE's arguably the biggest star of all time came from WCW. So what you know what I mean? So it is what it is. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. You know, it's, it's part of it's part of the game. You don't find your niche, and you know sometimes it takes a while to discover, but it can it can happen. It doesn't matter where you start. It's how you finish, my friends. Mm. Oh, and that's Ooh, a good like point. That. And I and I want to add to that a little bit. I just I just hope that AEW. Um, I think it's – I understand Rusev wanted to come out and he wanted to take a shot on TV to let Vince know to go suck it. Yeah. But at the same time, why don't you let that lie there, right? You came out. You made your point. You said what you want to say. Now go be you. Now go do what you do. That's what I want to see them more do. Like I think – all right, the whole Kip Sabian thing with the Twitch thing on, on All Out, yeah, it was – it got a laugh. But okay, leave it there, right? Yeah. Stop using them to try to get you over. I think you need to try to be original. That's one thing that, that always just that, that gets me crazy is that you want to be revolutionary. You want to be different. Let the past be the past. You want to make a comment on it because it's, it's your first avenue that you're on a, a setting a, a format like this and do so. But then let's, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's keep moving, right? Is Moxley continuing to keep doing like poking at WWE at all? I don't see it. No. I think he's just doing his thing. He's being original, and I think he's running with it, which is why he's being perceived as arguably one of the best guys going right now, and I get it. So they should kind of take a book, a page from his book and kind of do the same thing. Leave this shit behind it. Do your thing. Be original. 
I, can I just say add something to that, Joe? Because I was perfectly said. Yeah. I just think what, what frustrates me the most about AEW is all these guys that left WWE, all, they were all sour, they were all bitter, and they all hated on the fact that McMahon wouldn't let them be themselves, wouldn't let them be original. And now they have the opportunity to do so, and they're still crying the blues about it and not doing anything different, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so if, if you're going to sit there and cry how you, you were treated unfairly, you never got the opportunity to this, to that, now you got it, but you're still doing the same shit. So whose fault is it, truly? Stop blaming the old man. Stop blaming mm-hmm. WWE and fucking reinvent yourself or just be the average wrestler that you are. And that's the truth of the matter. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't claim to be special and then you still can't figure it out. That's To me, that's where the slap in the face is. And that's why I have a problem with what goes on there. It's a constant shots, but here they are doing the same shit over and over and over again. Yeah, it should, I, like I think it should be like a one-off thing like Rusev said. And that's he shouldn't acknowledge it ever again. Yeah. And like, if, he does, that's, if he does, that's where I lose like – like, all right, enough. You and can't then, like, cry foul. You can't, you're absolutely right. You can't cry foul. Like, freaking the whole Brody, Brody Lee thing, you know, every week he was taking a shot. I mean, do it once and be done with it. But he can't because he fucking yeah. sucks. His character is solely based off Vince. Like, in a, it in is, yeah. 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 So you're telling me you get another opportunity, you go somewhere else, and you're able to kind of build your new future from your past, and you want to bury it? Just be grateful. Mm. Do your thing. Be exactly, because none of these guys would even have this opportunity if it wasn't for that in the first place. So now take the ball and fucking run and score a touchdown for once and not fumble I that agree. shit at the three-yard line. My one I thing agree. before I forget, and I know we're rambling here. It's fine. I don't care. Um, time is of the essence. Uh, everyone says, like, how Brody Lee, Luke Harper got, like, shit on in, in WWE. I thought he was treated, like, from a, from a fan standpoint. I loved what he what he was doing over there. He was a part of a huge fucking faction. He won an intercontinental championship. He won a tag championship, right? He was tag champions with yeah, yeah, yeah a Roman. bunch of times. Yeah, a like, bunch of times. What else, What do you want to be the world heavyweight champion? He, he wrestled like, on WrestleMania. He got his paychecks. He did some hard hitting stuff. He was a household. Yes, he name. may. Yeah. yeah, he's a household name. He may yeah. have always kind of was closer more to a hardcore route versus like a technical wrestling standpoint, but. I mean, was he the best technical wrestler? Like, I see him more in, like, that he, JBL kind of category I, of, like, I that agree. big, hard-hitting yeah. – I mean, literally, the lariat. He used the lariat as his finishing yeah. move. Yeah. Listen, he hurt, he hurt guys. He got hurt a lot in big spots when he was getting pushes. So you can't penalize everyone else for shit like that. Yeah. He was a big bruiser, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Every company needs him. But it, let's be honest. His personality and character traits aren't good, there for him to go to the next level, if that's what he's looking for, in my personal opinion. The charisma there is – you can be a big, you know, silent bruiser for a while, but eventually you got to be able to bring something else to the table. You yeah, don't find it's a, it's you don't point. find his, like, the stuff with the Dark Order, like – No, it, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, I don't know. To me, it's like a minor spinoff of, like, kind of like a Wyatt family in a way. Not as eerie as creepy. You know what I mean? But, yeah. like, is he is he doing anything different as far as being special to be like, wow, I really hope he's the world champion one day or he's earned the right to be world champion one day? No. He's only the fucking TNT champion because Cody wanted to go do something else. <laughs> it's like when uh, and that's from- boys, <laughs> where we leave this part of the conversation because I don't want to. I don't want to touch any more than that. I like that, okay, okay. Joey, Tom. I'm gonna have to hold you there because I want to. I want to leave that. That was nice. That was nicely said. Um, very funny. Um, but hey, Cody with the green hour right now. That's why. <laughs> yes, he is. And listen, I wish I was too. So, um, I know this. This part of this will be a little bit shorter than this pre- previous one. But Matt Hardy came out. And um, he pretty much acknowledged the fact that the match did not go according to plan and he got hurt 
and he realized that he may need to start changing his ways. He's not that same 20, 30-year-old guy that can take bumps like he was taking, and he might have to change his persona and character a little bit. Um, he's going to go away for a little while. He wants to come back and go after the title. How do we feel about this? How do we feel about this possible change in persona of Matt, where he's going from this hardcore guy to more of potentially a wrestler again and putting away the, putting away the broken gimmick and coming back and just being Matt Hardy? Um, Nick, I'll end with you because I know I'm sure you have plenty to say. Tommy, how are we feeling about this? Yeah, I mean, like you said, he's not a, he's not a young he's not a young wrestler anymore. Let's say that. So I mean, he's got to really think about. I mean, he's got two young uh, two young kids now. I think. Three, so I, think. I mean, I think three, three now. now. Yeah. That Hardy stable is that compound yeah. is it's growing. That guy's got a lot of space. Know, and as we can see, we know his wife is very opinionated when it comes to his wrestling style now. So you know, and you know, you got to keep her happy. So um, but no, yeah, he should come back. Just no more of the crazy bumps because like. Like I said, one more one more bad bump like that, that could be the end for him. So hopefully yeah. he goes away for a little bit, you know, clears his mind or whatever and just takes care of himself and comes back a better wrestler. No, I think so. And and if you don't know what Tom was alluding to with that whole point with with Rebby is that there was a text conversation between Matt and his wife that was leaked on Twitter that she I think she shared it, excuse me, not leaked. Um she yeah. shared it pretty much saying, Hey, watch this and he literally falls off and gets concussed. <laughs> immediately like seconds into the match yeah. and she lost her shit because at the end of the day this guy cannot walk straight you look at the way he walks and runs he waddles he moves slow he has a hard time bending over this guy is taking bruises and bumps there comes a point where you need to like just like in sports where you need to change how you do your craft he may have to kind of do that so joey what do you want to add to that point yeah so unfortunately i don't think he needs to change anything i think he needs to retire i think he's oh. done I don't okay. think he has anything else to offer that would make me want to watch anymore. And it's nothing against his body of work. I think the only thing that kept me wanting to see him, if I did at all, was the, the broken gimmick. So if he's going to ditch that and just be regular Matt Hardy, I'm not interested in watching him anymore. That's my, I mean, it's nothing against him. He had a great run throughout his whole career. He's a hall of famer in my eyes. Um, but I think if you're not going to present me something that's, like the broken gimmick and you're just going to be regular Matt Hardy, then I don't want, I have no interest in watching. I have no, like I won't be invested in him going for any type of championship. Um, I think he needs to be a manager or stick behind the scenes. I don't think he I was should. just going to say maybe a little private party time. Yeah. I think that was where that was going was probably the, where he should have stayed and he'd be the Michael Hayes of uh private party. Yeah, exactly. there you go. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, he's not, he hasn't been for a while. Any, uh, anything that I've really wanted to invest in. Um, so I don't know. I hope, I mean, I want him to be healthy and safe. That was super scary. Like we talked about on Saturday, but uh, I think he should just call it quits at this point. Yeah. I mean, when he's out with Jeff to kind of take a lot of those bumps and take away the spotlight when it's, he's yeah. a single star, it's a little bit tough. And I agree. I think his best work that he did for his, with his re reinvention of his character was an impact and yeah. he came and he did his thing there and he had that freedom and he had that run. But I, I do agree. I mean, it, it, I think the, the window is kind of closing and it might be closed. So, and he thrived. Was, I'm sorry. He thrived no, off please. the cinematic things with the, at the Hardy compound. Like that's where you thrive right. at. And right. if that's the case. Then you should just stick to stuff like that. Not 
working. Exactly. Way. Nick, take us home. I'm sure you have plenty to say. Please. <laughs> so at least I, I, leave I, a little time, been, though, for everyone. Yeah, yeah. No, I've definitely been <laughs> hard on him for years. There's no question about that. He's not my favorite. I, I've made that very public. Um, but I do I do respect his longevity, his body in the work. I mean, a body of work in the game. He's been in, doing it for a long time. Was a tremendous tag team wrestler. He's had a nice solo solo career run. There's no question. There's no question. I agree with Joey. He's a Hall of Famer. But sometimes, man, the body breaks down and, you know, father time catches up to all of us and it will happen to us too one day with all the things that we like to do. Um, but it's getting to the point now, and it has been for a little bit, that it's starting to become embarrassing. And that's the last thing that I think anybody wants or deserves, especially a guy who's paid his dues and has done things pretty well for the majority of his career to start becoming embarrassing and to be a laughing stock of what he used to be. You don't want to tarnish your legacy in any way that way. And he's starting to head down that road. And he never was a really great technical wrestler to begin with. So if he's just going to be a regular generic wrestler, he's got to do himself and all of us a favor and figure something else out. I understand he probably needs the money. He needs a check. Then do something behind the scenes. But you can't be put – he's not put, He's not helping anyone go over by beating him in the way he, he wrestles these days. So That's he's not right. helping anybody. Other, and, you know, especially when it comes to the head game, you can't take any chances as we know what, what head trauma can do to people in, in its long stages of development. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And uh, as you said, Father Time is the only undefeated wrestling superstar at this current moment since Undertaker lost a couple of years ago. So I want to make sure I'm pointing that out. Um, last thing on AEW I wanted to share, um, Kenny and Hangman had separate interviews, pretty much, I think, officially closing the chapter on that tag team. And if you didn't hear it, you can go back to Dynamite and watch it. I'm not going to rehash what they said, but pretty much to – put a little bow on it is they said they're going to kind of go their different ways. Kenny wants to go his different way. Hangman is a little bit more conflicted, but um, it looks like they are separating um, with that. Also said they tried to get an interview with the young bucks and poor Marvez got super kicked. Uh, might've been the worst super kick that I've seen because it was like they super kicked him in his stomach and he fell onto a pillow, but that's for a different conversation. Um, boys, the elite, no more. Can it be? <laughs> I don't know. Tommy, what do we think? Yeah, I mean, I mean, who knows? I mean, they, they all want to go their separate ways, like like you said, and the the Bucks not talking. So, I don't know, maybe this is, you know, the beginning of the end for the Elite. And, you know, Cody's not there. Seems like it's going to be for a while. So, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's for the best. You know, I want to see Kenny, like I've been saying, I want to see Kenny back as a heel, as the cleaner. And I think Hangman could be the next, you know, the next baby face for that company down there. So, um. So if it, if it is the end, hey, they had a hell of a run, that whole group for a while. So no, I think so, and I I think they got to kind of straighten out the box <laughs> and make them a serious team again, and make them be a contender for FTR, which I'm sure. What is that final payoff? Is they want to have the two of them yeah. face off at a show where they can pack the fans in there? So I know that's probably they're, they're trying to hold on to. I don't know if they have enough. I don't know if they have enough what they can do in the middle to kind of keep the two of them separate, but it may be hard. But I guess we'll see. Uh, Nick, the elite, no more. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad it's no more. To be honest, um, it's something that they could always revisit down the line. Anyway, obviously, you know, I mean, we all know their origins, their history together, and all that stuff. But the company needs single stars. They need direction and, and real serious stuff going on. You can't be having guys hiding hiding in groups anymore, uh, especially if now if you're going to make Jericho and Hager go for tag team championship. Um, they need some single stars. If Jericho's at that point now where he wants other guys to go and be the face of the company, then they got to build guys like that. And Omega and Hangman give them a good opportunity to go in that direction. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely a good move, and it's a much-needed move in my personal opinion because I can't watch any more eight-man tag matches. <laughs> uh, hey, well said, and I couldn't agree with you more. I think that is something that they, they need to capitalize because Kenny said in his interview pretty much that um, 
you know, this is what he's always wanted. And this is what the fans wanted. They want him to go and do his thing. He never had the chance to do it when they started the company. I know the company is still brand new pretty much. So it's time. They need stars. And just, uh, just like it gets boring for us as fans watching the same shit over and over again, how do you think the wrestlers feel sometimes when they're doing stuff they don't want to really do and what they deserve better? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Joey, oh, I know you're a stable guy, but yeah. cut down the middle. Separated. Well, they have about 15 over there anyway, so I think we're still okay on <laughs> the stable count. Uh, I think – yeah, just, we need we needed this. I think uh, we could all agree on that. That we need the Bucks doing their own thing, uh, Hangman being the one of the top baby faces, and then Kenny coming in as the cleaner. Eventually, you would hope Kenny as a heel. We've said it countless times is the best he can possibly do. I, I believe. And then uh, I was actually hoping if you're gonna go go back at like WWE or take anything from them from the past. I hope like, I was hoping like Kenny would like attack JR during the interview. I thought that I was like, I had that like, man, remember that old Mick Foley mankind? Yes. Yeah. Obviously yes. it's a little different scenario, but I, I thought that would have been a little nice little, uh, uh, paying off. Ten, year, 10 years ago, it, it would have been probably able to be done, but not anymore. Yeah. JR's, yeah. JR's in a different yeah. place. You're right. That's a fair statement. Um, but I guess Alex Marvis took the brunt of that with the, yeah. uh, the super kick to the face or to the stomach, as Jersey said. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. Cody, again, Cody's not here anymore for the immediate future. So let them all do their own thing. Maybe we'll get a match out of Hangman and Kenny. I wouldn't mind seeing that and then uh, go from there. See what happens. I'm excited, though. Yeah. Got to be a pay-per-view quality match, though. Not, Absolutely. not uh, a dynamite yeah. thing. You know what I mean? And then hopefully or, we can get a... Or dark, <laughs> or then maybe yeah. we can get a uh, Galliotto, or I'm sorry, Nikki Noodles on uh on the Kenny Omega bandwagon at that point. I like Omega as a singles guy. I, I thought he was just wasted as a, as a tag team. My personal opinion. Hey, we might win him over. We'll, we will see. Stay tuned. <laughs> to find out. Um, NXT boys. I actually had. I thought this show NXT was actually a really good show. To be very honest, I was watching it the whole time. I thought I'm not going to go through every match because it will be here all day. But I thought the show was really good. But let's start off what really matters. We had a dream match, right? We had arguably two of the Mount Rushmores of NXT fighting for the championship, opening the show, which I do like that sometimes. Mm. Give me what I want now. That's what they did. Um, the billing was hyped. Did they deliver? Are we happy? Do we? Are we happy seeing Finn as a champion? I mean, we did call it. Well, I called it. I think Tommy called it too. Um, I think Joey said Champa. No, I'm just kidding. I know you, we all called it. We knew Finn was going to be the champ. Um, I think it's. I think it's great. I think it was a great, great match. I really enjoyed it. They gave them plenty of time to work. It had everything I wanted in a match. Um, I would honestly put five stars on this match. I know that. Um, what's his name? Well, who's the um, who's the dirt cheat guy who always? Dave Meltzer. He, he probably should. He, he probably put four and a half stars. I'm putting five stars because that match was fantastic. Tool. Yeah, um, it was too sweet. So, yeah. with that being said, Joey, how do we feel about um, Finn Balor champ? The match that we got. Yeah, I mean, I was actually I was with Tom for the the opening of NXT. And we were talking about it. Um, I was I was caught off guard with the match starting the night. I think we both were. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then he, you made sense of it, Tom, when you said uh, it's kind of like they're continuing the show from last week. Like it starts off like that sudden death starts the, the show <clears> off right <throat> in the beginning, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, match was fantastic. You, I couldn't expect anything less from these two guys. And uh, like we said, I'm happy that Finn's champion. I think he deserves in his new form of character, even though it's not too different, it's definitely a different uh, – uh, attitude he has now i'd like to see a title run with him as uh as that type of finn 
And then I, I, I assume down the road, if the demon's still available for bookings, uh, we'll get the demon versus carrying cross, which would definitely be a dream match of sorts. So yeah, Absolutely. shout out to yeah, Adam Cole. Shadow. Gotta, yeah. Shout out to Adam Cole. It was right, too sweet. Man. Too sweet. Uh, Nick, how do you feel about, um, how you feel about a title match, Finn being the champion? Um, that too sweet respect at the end of the show in the backstage. What do you cool. think? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, I thought it was great how they definitely opened the show. Like Tommy was saying, a carryover from last week, which is great. But also it gave the, the match its fair due. They didn't have to rush it being at the end. If just in case things went over, they could have their opportunity to have their open slate to do what they needed to do. And it was a fantastic match. Um, I love the uh, 1916 from, from the top there which to finish them off with a new finisher, yeah. which is pretty that damn was- cool. Um, and I'm really happy for Finn, especially just because, you know, I feel like he got a little stale for a little while. His credibility was a little low. And now that he's a champion, he's come full circle in NXT. Uh, he can push new guys and give other guys good rubs. Um, and, and, you know, the respect between the two of them will, will definitely uh, come to higher fruition when they go back to the main event roster at some point in the near future. Yeah, I mean, you, you said it before. I mean, his, his best work he did was in NXT and that first bring up, unfortunately, not every superstar that comes back from an injury comes back just as hot. And unfortunately, Finn was, um, did not get that same, I guess, push or feel that he did when he first first, debuted. Yeah. I mean, he won the universal title, right? It's one of his first matches there. Yeah. He beat Roman Reigns. He beat Roman Reigns to go face Seth Rollins to fight. It was unbelievable. You know, he got a, a white hot push. There's no question about it. Um, He's capable of doing that. We all know his in-ring work is fantastic. The Demon is one of the coolest things going. So the sky is the limit for Finn, you know, and I'd like to see him be able to put other guys over too at the same time before he, you know, goes back to the main roster. Yeah. And, Tom, I mean, you said it really nice to Joey before, then I want to make sure I allude on that. You know, it, this was billed as Super Tuesday too, right? And that's a great way to say it. That was really, uh, you know, really good that this is almost a continuation of that fatal four-way match. So with that being said, why don't you continue your analysis on that match? Yeah, no, I mean, I loved it. It was good to see Finn with a, with a championship again. You know, I mean, I think, I think what was the last one he had? Was the Intercontinental title when he was on Raw, I think, or whatever? Did he have that? Yeah, yeah I, I, would, to, I would I say that was about right. Was, you're yeah, the good bad guy. I'd I mean, stuff, it's been yeah. a while. That's why I can't yeah. remember. So, you know, it's good to see him with a belt again. And I hope he has a, a big run with it. I mean, you know they weren't going to give it to Cole after, you know, like the 400-plus days he had, you know, yeah. and everything with it. But, no, it should be good. And, like Joey said, like his little new character that he has, it's going to be pretty cool to see the whole Prince thing and everything. So, no, happy for him and wish him all the luck down, you know, down there with the belt. So, Yeah, it's, I think it's a lot of possibilities, a lot of feuds. So, I'm excited to kind of yes. see him uh, yeah. get going with that. Um, and I would not mind an Adam Cole Finn Balor rematch at a later date. You can sign me up for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like it wouldn't be NXT. Go ahead. No, I was saying it's pretty cool. Adam Cole, like now he was like turning face, but he's like, you yeah, know, he was the better guy. We had a great match, so I thought that was pretty cool that he did that. No, it really was, and it was cool that he paid the respect. But he said, hey, yeah. if this happens again, it will be a different outcome. Yeah. So yeah. always staying gimmick, right, Joey? I just I think do you, are they going with a different direction with Cole now? You think like are they going? Gonna... Maybe that's what I was thinking. Maybe I'm like, oh, is this like him maybe turning face or something? Who knows? I mean, you never know. I mean, he's been a heel this entire run. He maybe he can maybe do some tweener work. Yeah, you never know. I'm just I don't know who his next feud could be with. I don't see anything clear in my face like what it could be or who. It Bring could the be boys with. up, dude. Just could do it already. Yeah. It was a little shot in the shot in the arm there. Yeah. Especially if you're going to put a guy of Cole's caliber, like kind of monkeyed in the middle there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to build other guys. At this point, man, he's done everything he can do down there. He's the absolute fucking man. And now it's time to 
to go to the primetime spot, in my personal opinion, and, and, and lay it down. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. And go, and go boom. Well, as long as I don't follow the same Keith Lee booking, maybe. Yeah. maybe. Oh, that's the, that's the only thing you have to fear every time, you know, we talk about these things. And they all fear that. You know, you yeah. never know yeah. what the fuck's going to happen. And usually, you know, they don't give uh, – they leave everyone a pretty sour taste every time they do call up someone who, who should be uh, big time, you know. It's not fair. I mean, look at Ciampa. He threatened to retire if he gets brought up. I mean, you know. It's probably because it's some, probably so much fun to work down there, especially yeah. with Triple H and, yeah. you know, everything right there and in one spot is fantastic. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, it wouldn't be NXT to me if you didn't see Shanti Blackheart, Robert Stone, and the tank. <laughs> um, I just I, – I, I live for this. I love this. I, I just can't get enough of it. Um, I would be happy to see every episode open or finish or even some part in the middle of Shanti running over Robert Stone or some interaction because I just think that's the best stuff right now. Um, we had a little backstage segment of Robert Stone trying to, you know – Break, hurt, destroy the tank. Shanti not on her watch. Um, we had a little Leah involvement, and we had a little Io Shirai who was doing a photo shoot get involved. Um, I know they're already billing Io versus Shanti next week. Do we see Shanti getting the next shot at Io, meaning a title shot? Tommy, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, it'd be pretty cool to give her, like, you know, give her the rub for, you know, one match. Or who knows, maybe it's going to be a series of matches. But, I mean, like you said, she's been so entertaining with the whole tank, you know, going to, you know, running Robert Stone over the whole time and everything. So, hey, why not? Throw a match her way, see what happens. You know, it could be magic, you know? So It could be. They have a singles match this week on NXT, and it could be almost them testing the chemistry of the two in the ring. I mean, Shanti went over on Mia Yim, who they were pushing pretty hard for a while. Um, Shanti's been in a lot of, a lot of, um, storylines and she's been on the forefront. So it could be her time. Um, Nick, I know you're a big fan of, uh, Miss Blackheart. So what do you think yeah, about I, Shanti getting some, uh, getting a little, yeah, rough? absolutely. I love it. Listen, they, they, they she deserves it. She, they need it. You know, it's something different, something fresh, you know what I mean? So I think, uh, it's, it's her time to, to get a little go and see where it goes out of it. You know, everyone, like, you know, Dakota Kai's got to, got to run at it. You know, Rhea and uh, Mercedes are doing awesome things uh, on their own kind of deal. So, you know, they kind of got to start elevating some other uh, females here. Then, and she's got some talent. So, let's see what what can happen out of it. Yeah, Joey, come on, welcome to the ball pit. I'm a big Shotzi fan, so I'm happy uh, she's getting a little rubsky. Um, love Robert Stone as well. So, but uh, yeah, I think this is a type of match for her because I think the the her and the Robert Stone thing is going to further along. Maybe her has she fought uh, Ali yet? I'm not sure. I'm not really aware of uh, the scenario. Uh, Shanti, but... I, th- I think they have. I think they have. Yeah. I'm so sure. maybe they might, I love they... Aaliyah, By the way, I just wanted to throw that in there. Sorry, Joe. We we know we know this. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think this could help. Like I'm I'm assuming Robert Stone's going to get involved in this match. And uh, but I oh, definitely, definitely I think Shanti is definitely a viable contender for the championship down the road, if not now. So uh, just to get the little exposure uh, against Dio is good for her. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I, uh, I like the, the whole storyline and the whole everything surrounding that. So it's fun and it's uh, entertaining. So it's all we care about. Yeah. And you know what? I like that though. They're presenting the women in a, in a good light. That's something that NXT does really well is they really know how to, you know, showcase their, their D, uh, excuse me. Wow. Whoa. Their women's talent Whoa. down there. Um, <laughs> no, you know what? My wife has a box and it says, it says, D, it says, no, it says diva something on it. I just like turned my head for a second. I saw the word diva. So just look in my head for a second. Um, my bad, but, um, let's see. I'm excited to see next week. Um, but speaking of NXT and the women, I don't know if you guys got like a red 
a red wedding vibe or maybe a dinner for schmucks vibe, but Tegan Knox had dinner at the Gargano's house and it was, it, it was, was cringeworthy. It was, it was very painful. <laughs> it was interesting. And, um, nothing I enjoyed more than like a nice little, little small ish food fight. Johnny Gargano getting spaghetti thrown on him, things like that. But it looks like we're going to see a Tegan Candice LeRae feud coming. Um, these two can work. Yes. And this can be really good. So I am all in for this. Uh, Joey, what are, we, what are we thinking about? Maybe a uh, Candace Teagan uh, feud. Well, the fact that you just said Red Wedding and Jennifer Schmucks in the same <laughs> sentence, it's very, I'd say it's a little different. But uh, no, I'm well, uh, I don't know. Was someone going to get stabbed or was it just going to be a train wreck? Okay. I wanted you to tell me. Okay. Um, fair enough. But yeah, I, I love this. I love everything they're doing with the Gargano and Candace thing. It's different. It uh, lets them build more character on themselves because before this, I mean, Gargano had his heel run, but Candace was just a uh, white meat baby face. We didn't know anything else about her. So I'm glad she's getting this little, like, a uh, little more character building on this end. Her versus Tegan's going to be great. And just another, like you just said, NXT's really good at showcasing their women. We have three three segments on NXT. We'll get to the other one, I'm assuming, at the end. Uh, that highlighted six altogether six top women in the company, and they're it outshines the other show on Wednesday by like a long shot. So something that yeah, does really well. Yeah. And uh, I'm not. I'm just excited for everything. I want to watch all these women's matches where that's not always the case with with other shows. So yeah, I agree. Uh, Tom, what do we? Uh, you know, how do you feel about Tegan and uh, Candice? Yeah, no, it should be a lot of fun. Yes, yeah, absolutely, should be a lot of fun between the two. And like Joey said, it's good to see Candice, you know, like break out a little bit, a little more personality as a heel, which she's been killing it, you know, as long as she's been there. And, I mean, yeah, Gargano with the whole, you know, food fight, but you got to feel for their TV, man. I mean, the TV got destroyed. <laughs> yeah, it's also, tough. I hope they had insurance. I, I really hope do. so, too. But, you know, but no. Got to get the warranty. Got to get the yeah, warranty absolutely. from Best Buy when they ask for it. Yeah. So, no, it should be a lot of fun. I, and I hope it lasts like a little, you know, I hope it's not just a one-off match. Like, it's a series of matches because, like you said, those two can work. So, it should be, should be good. Yeah, I think so. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Nick, what are you thinking about your girl, Candice? Uh, I love Lafay for sure. Uh, I, I love her you as a do. heel. She's fantastic. I like Gargano as a heel as well. And I think they're both fantastic wrestlers. And uh, I think it'll be an excellent match. And I, I agree with Tommy. I hope it's not a one-off. I hope they, they, you know, they get some length out of this and really build it up because – you know, they do a great job with their female wrestlers. It's it's good stuff. Uh, everyone should take note. Um, and good thing PC Richards exists to get a great deal on a new television. <laughs> That's right. They've been around for 88 plus years. And they'll be is around P- for more. Is it PC Richards down there? Though? I don't know if there is. Right. There's, there's, at least, there's at least online shopping. So. That's true. <laughs> That's true, yeah. It goes right to the house. The best part is you never have to leave your home anymore. Um, well, listen, to wrap up this segment, what a main event that we got. And Joey alluded to it before. Rhea Ripley, Mercedes Martinez. I mean, cage match, hard-hitting, brutal, intense, mm-hmm. false finishes, high spots. Everything you can kind of hope for in a, in, a, in, a, in a match you got. And these two girls, women, ladies, whatever, killed it. Um, that was a great time. Um, love the match. Rhea is just, you know, 
sometimes she can be out of the spotlight for a little bit. She comes back in, but she always inserts her dominance, and she's clearly one of the best things going on there. And the chemistry between Mercedes and Rhea in that match, I thought was absolutely fantastic. So um, we'll roundtable this one. Nick, what do you think about that match? How'd you feel? I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. I loved every bit of it. It was cool to see um, two female wrestlers uh, going at it like beasts. To me, it was very uh, Undertaker Kane-like, I think, on the female level of, of just pure dominance and doing something different that you don't normally see, right? I mean, I don't think we've ever seen it, to be honest, as far as, you know, two females of that size and, and strength to put on a, that type of display of athleticism. Um, the future is bright for both of them and, you, you know, two clear future champions uh, in their own right on the horizon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tommy. Yeah, no, match was a lot. It was hard hitting. It was a lot of fun. And uh, like you said, the chemistry between those two was awesome. But I think the best part of the match is when Mr. Robert Stone got involved and got taken out by, by uh, Rhea. So that was pretty cool. But no, great main event for this. Great main event for NXT this week. No, I couldn't agree more. Joey, take us home. I will. Um, I, I want to compare it to the other, uh, the main well, event for my segment at least. <laughs> <laughs> the other main event on AEW, which we didn't even talk about, I actually really liked uh, Brody Lee versus Dustin. Um, very hard hitting, and uh, I compare it. What? What, what year is this? Twenty twenty. Oh, okay, my bad. Um, <laughs> it is twenty twenty. Uh, but then the main event with Rhea and Mer- Mercedes was just just as hard hitting. So I, I, I texted you guys during after I watched the match. I felt like I was watching a normal main event with, and not to compare women and men, but with two men like. That's how I, I wasn't – it didn't come off like a women's match to me. It came off like a wrestling match, which is something that I think women should strive for with their, with their, uh, with their matches is to make it seem like it's nor- a normal wrestling match that we're watching on TV. Um, Steel Cage was involved. It was great. I thought it was uh, a perfect way to end that show. I think it was one of the best, better shows I've seen of NXT in a long time. So, I mean, super, uh, super happy with that. So And like we said, we, we had – uh, reiterated before the way they book the women down there and, and have all their storylines going and just makes perfect sense. So shout out to NXT. Absolutely. Boys, thank you for coming on that journey with me on Wednesday night slash no, no Tuesday, no Tuesday and Wednesday this week. So thank you for spending two days with me in this nice segment. So Joey, back to you. Back to me. Also, AEW went over a million uh, million viewers this week too. So shout out to them. It's a pretty cool, uh, <laughs> big accomplishment. <laughs> um, we don't look at numbers here. We're just kidding. Uh, Friday night SmackDown was last night. Very fresh in the mind here. Um, just because we're hitting a time constraint, I just want to go roundtable and just overall thoughts on SmackDown. Anything you want to talk about? Uh, we had the mystery woman show began with in her in her nice high heels. Um, the debut of the wobbly walrus on uh, the Firefly Funhouse. Alexa Alexa Bliss and the sister Abigail and Nikki Cross just mind blowing. And then uh, the Roman. In, I want to talk about the Roman Reigns and uh, Jey Uso build so far. Uh, Nikki Noodles, what are your thoughts on SmackDown last night? Nah, I thought it was a pretty good show. Uh, I de- definitely love what everything Reigns is touching right now. Uh, everything he's doing as a heel has been fantastic. And anything, I think you put Heyman with anybody, you elevate somebody. But Roman, to me, is, is just uh, he's an elite wrestler to begin with. Um, and good for Jey Uso, getting his fucking push. And I think it'll be a, a fantastic little match that they have because they're both super athletic. Um, yeah, so I look forward to that. Seeing something new, anyway, as something outside the box. You you were very excited about the Alexa Bliss uh, sister. More than excited is probably an understatement. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that was awesome. I got so jacked up there, mm. in more ways than one. And I can't wait to see what's uh, in store for uh, Alexa as she you know she can continue to propel forward and uh, 
hopefully join uh, Bray as soon as possible. We are. It's a, a, sl- it's a slow burn, though. It's a slow burn. Yes, I like it. We've got to um, be. Got to be for the kids. We love slow burns here. Yeah, PG show, <laughs> so we're just going to stick to you just being jacked up about the situation. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki Noodles, I mean, uh, NJ3. We'll, leave, we'll leave the group, ch- the group <laughs> chats out of it. Yeah. 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 Um, NJ3, I know uh, you may have not got to finish the whole show, but from what you saw and what you're hearing, uh, thoughts on SmackDown last night? I mean, the, the, I, I love I love the blood the bloodline references for Roman and Jay. I love the fact that Roman pretty much says, hey, we're family. I'm going to beat your ass, and then we'll sit down and have a beer. Like, yeah. I just I, – I love that whole thing. I love that – he left him for, for dead. Um, I, I love that. The fact that, you know, that they're, they're slowly, they didn't like quote unquote turn him like heel all the way up to like level 10, but they just, they, they, they're hinting at sort of like, well, I didn't get you the shot. Uh, the shot. Paul got you the shot. You know, now you got your shot. You know, like, I, I love that. Like, I think yeah. they're doing a great job with that kind mm-hmm. of character build for Roman doing a really good job. Um, Alexis, sister Abigail, come on. This is what we want. Give us what we want. They're giving us what we want, and I like yeah. to see that. And uh, Bailey pretty much just cutting the uh, cutting yeah. that promo on Sasha. I mean, we've been saying it for weeks and, and months now that the culmination of this is going to be the two of them fighting for the SmackDown Championship. So I can't wait to see it. But I thought SmackDown, as always, is the better show versus Raw. Mm. And shorter too makes it uh, makes. Oh, it's more. shorter, and and even the people backstage are saying it that Raw is just anarchy week to week yeah. of just changes on the fly. But wh- I'm just curious, why doesn't SmackDown have those issues? Or if they do, they hide it pretty well because I don't hear or see it. Yeah, uh, not sure. Uh, the sister Abigail was phenomenal. The form on that was, was perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Tom, uh, talk about the Walrus. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, well, well, it's clearly. One Mr. Paul Heyman in the Firefly Funhouse. So, you know, that's a lot of fun. So, I mean, and I was, I, what was the parrot called? I forgot what the parrot was called, but I really thought like something was going to show up there. So, I'm like, oh, okay, they're doing stuff like this. Pasquale. No, Pasquale. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, everything. I thought, I mean, there have been a lot of good uh, fun houses, but I really thought that was one of the best they've done. And I like that it's going to be another, it was like to be continued and yeah. everything. So, I. Uh, I really enjoyed that. So, I mean, I mean, like we've been saying, Bray, everything he's been doing for the last year and a half has just been gold. And I just hope and pray that continues. And when if they bring Alexa into it, like we said, slow burn, it should continue. So, it should be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, just a quick round table. Who do you guys think the uh, mystery woman in the heels is? NJ Chelsea Green. Green. Chelsea Green. Hmm. Tom? I think it's Carmella. Okay. Maybe a little different, you know, a reinvention of her character. I'm with Jersey on this. I think it's Chelsea as well. I think it makes the most sense to be Chelsea, but I all, someone had made a good point online. They paused down the video. I know everyone's an investigator these days when it comes to things <laughs> like this. Um, someone, th- I know it's, it's very soon to what's happening. Someone said they saw like Sonya Deville's like tattoo on her body. And really? like she, they, she may come back and like be, it, it doesn't make sense to me, but like the fact yeah, that someone sure. pointed it out, I don't know what happened, but like she like dyed her hair and like, she's going to try to act like Mandy when she comes, like just try to like, I don't know if that even makes sense. Cause like, I feel like the storyline's over with unless she comes back and they start it up again. But I think that would be like, if it's not Chelsea, obviously Carmelo is like the betting, like I feel like a betting man would take Carmelo in my eyes, but if you Murray, I wish I don't want. That. I know, I know. I wish too. I would love around. it. Yeah. I'm just messing around. I know it's, I know it's absolutely not her. I'm just, it might be shit. You know, no, it's not. 
But uh, I think it would it's be not. cool. It's not. It's not. Okay. Just want to make sure you heard. <laughs> yeah. I think it would be cool. Uh, I, and Chelsea and Green hasn't been on TV in fucking how long. I don't know what they're doing with it, but uh, that would be great if it was her. I don't know. I'm excited. I like a little uh, a guessing game sometimes. It's fun. Um, so that was the week in wrestling. Uh, we're bringing along a new segment here this week uh, that we will end the show with because I forgot we also have a question, uh, a listener question of the week from our good buddy Eric James at uh, Paper Champion Fantasy Wrestling. He wants to know, uh, CM Punk had come out on a, a live stream of sorts and said mentioned people uh, like a dream match he'd want for between AEW and NXT. Uh, I believe he had said Kenny and AEW also the young bucks. And then he chose Finn Balor from NXT. Um, <clears throat> Eric had asked us to provide five from each. I just, it's a lot. So I think we're yeah. just going to go with a couple or one uh, at this point. Hopefully he's happy with that. I apologize. Uh, Nikki noodles, uh, dream opponents from uh, NXT and AEW uh, for Mr. Phil Brooks. Oh, uh, wow. Um, I would say in NXT, uh, Finn would definitely be on that list for me. Um, Adam Cole would be on that list. Mm. And Johnny Gargano would be on that list as well. I think Johnny's just a tremendous wrestler. Uh, and I think Punk is obviously one of, the, one of the best when he was still doing it as well. So I think that would be a nice, nice quality dream match as well. Um, and then as far as AEW goes, to me, there's only two. Uh, Moxley would be one, um, but to me, MJF and the mm. way that those guys are with uh, with their mic skills, their trash talk, um, and two guys that always like to tell it like it is, and I think that'd be an unbelievable buildup, uh, and I think their promos would be fantastic. I like that one. Bad news. Yeah, um, NXT, definitely either Cole. I'd like to see Ciampa. I think that would be an awesome Ooh, that'd be good. I think that'd be an awesome match for that, for those two. Uh, AEW definitely MJF and uh, Moxley, like Noodle said. But um, I mean, maybe someone, maybe some. Um, what was I thinking of? Maybe, maybe Kenny. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, Kenny would be good. Yeah. So those are my and an extra one. I know he said NXT, AEW. But what about WWE? Even though he said it would never happen because these two hate each other, but I would love to see an AJ Styles CM Punk match. But do they hate each other? Oh yeah, they are not. They are not good with. I just saw a thing that. He said it'll never happen, and he, he, you know the reasons why and everything. So yeah, Ooh. they just—they're not. Yeah, they are not friends. Those two. So, but I think that'd be an awesome match. That'd be great. And Joey, how would you feel about CM Punk Triple H? <laughs> I think it's what we all deserve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And then uh, it's put a Z pack on a pole match. NJ <laughs> three thoughts on uh I mean, it's hard to, I mean, I, I, I don't want to just say all the same names that Tom and Nick yeah. said and, and stuff like that, but it's pretty much the same thing. I go Mount Rushmore of NXT, Cole, Gargano, Champa, and I'd be perfectly fine with any of those three. I mean, that'd be fantastic. AEW, you know, MJF, I'd love to see it. I, I, I'd be okay with a Kenny or a Hangman. Um, and maybe this new iteration of Cody Rose, I mean, or yeah. Cody, excuse me. You know, I feel like he's really honed his craft really well in AEW and he puts on quality matches. So I think... That could be a good one. MJF, Triple H. I mean, the list goes on. I don't want to repeat what everyone said, but you know, you know how it is when you yeah. go when you go last when you have these smart guys in the uh, in the virtual room with you. Well, think about always going last. So uh, I don't know how you do it. How do you do it? So I'm gonna try after me. I'm gonna try to. Sw- I know exactly. It's possible. <laughs> follow that, bitch. Uh, no, I think MJF would be great at, at FAW. Um, obviously, Moxley, Kenny, obvious choices. Uh, what about Wardlow? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, shout, shout out to, to Wardlow. Wardlow. 
without obviously the, the the four guys from NXT that make the most sense, but I feel like him versus Velveteen Dream could be really cool too. Um, mm, like with Velveteen's I gimmick, I know yeah. Velveteen's not really popular with many fans these days uh, with his shit going on, but I'd still like to see Velveteen versus CM Punk. Um, obviously, that wouldn't be happen. He'd go to a, a higher level, unfortunately. Um, and then, I mean, like we said, Triple H versus CM Punk. I mean, it's what we all want, right? It's what we all need. Um, but yeah, that was a great question. Thank you for that one, Eric James. We appreciate your uh, your fandom of the podcast. And uh, like I said, new segment we're going to end this end every episode with going forward is uh, our MVP of the week. Um, boys, we, uh, we want to choose – our favorite wrestler of the week, who we thought did the best, or who we thought we were, uh, I don't know how you want to explain it, but our favorite wrestler of the week, NJ3. You go first this time. How about that? Hey, I'll take it. I'm going to go with Dustin. No, I'm kidding. Finn <laughs> Balor. Finn Balor. Um, I, I think that he had an absolute five-star match performance. He got the title. He deserved the title. Finn Balor is my MVP this week. Beautiful. Uh, bad news. Cedric Alexander for his heel oh. That's right. where I'm going my MVP. And like I said, I think he's going to be great as a heel with the Hurt Business. So that's my MVP of this week. Beautiful. Uh, Nicky Noodles. I had, a, I had a few MVPs of the week, but I'm going to pick an entire family of MVPs and the Mysterio family and the Vicious Ooh. Beatdown oh. and the Murphy and the nice family affair to get a little sweet revenge against uh, Murphy oh. and the oh. Messiah. That's a, so, that's a yeah, good one. That was my MVPs that's of the week was the Vicious Kendo Stick Beatdown. And uh, Mama, Mama Mysterio and uh, Daughter Mysterio can lay the wood as well. So it was very impressive. <laughs> End of the show. No one's here. Um, <laughs> episode 21 of the Wrestling <laughs> Journal podcast. Ken, Ken, Kendo stick is made out of wood, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Um, She's only 19. You. Joey. <laughs> my, my MVP of the week is Tony Khan. No, I'm just kidding. Um, my God. <laughs> no, I, I, I honestly, I know this isn't a shot of you, Nick. I think Brody Lee is my MVP of the week just because I really enjoyed the match he had with Dustin. I uh, like what he's doing with, with, with his run with the TNT Championship. And I'm a big – like, I don't know why just, the Dark Order's really got me invested in them right now. I'm really digging them right now. So, I like everything they're doing. Um, even if it's stuff that's not even on TV, if you watch Being the Elite on YouTube, which you definitely don't. Um, he uh they're, they're it's good stuff so i'm my mvp of the week's uh mr Brody lee so suck on that noodles oh, wow <laughs> ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us here uh episode 21 of the wrestling journal podcast uh itunes spotify you know where to find us twitter wrestle buzz with three z's instagram wrestle buzz uh thanks for hanging out with us be safe take care watch pro wrestling